Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone. Here on Courage in Action, we talk about transforming possibility into reality and becoming the best versions of ourselves. If that's on your mind, you don't want to miss this conversation. Our guest today is Jenna Smith, an intuitive coach, shaman, and high-performance guide with two degrees in psychotherapy. She describes herself as a human being expert and can dive right down into the root cause of problems to guide us to solutions that last a lifetime. Are you brave enough to venture into true spirituality? I'm definitely ready for it. Jenna, welcome. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Really excited to have this conversation uh, with you today. Um, Perhaps we can start, I guess, at the beginning of your journey, because you came from a a very small town. Mm -hmm. You have now traveled the world and trained as a shaman and worked with Celine Dion's voice coach and just had a truly extraordinary life. So... Could you tell us a little bit about what that journey is? How did we begin? Well, currently I am now back in my small town because of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with going back to roots. It was back where all except now I own my property. So that's- I love it. I'm not living in my mom's closet. (laughs) (laughs) Which could be a lovely space also. Oh, I'm not even joking when it's so- um, hopping around but in 2010 that was when I did my coach training I left Toronto and was like I gotta do something different and then uh lived like I set up shop in my mom's add a room for a year and that was where I did my coach training but I'll start from (laughs) the beginning um (laughs) so I mean from a very young age my bs meter was on full tilt I love it I had Mm -hmm. no idea what to do with it because I would be like hey mom why are you sad I'm not sad. I'm fine. Like all of that. I could, I could feel people's truth. Truth. Oh yes. And they weren't even aware of it. It was extremely discombobulating, but created the feeling of I'm wrong. And like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, if I keep getting, Oh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? No one's comfortable talking about their emotions, but I can feel them. Mm. Um, so people, often are saying like, oh, that's so cool. You're an empath. That's so cool. You have these powers. Oh my God, they're superpowers. I'm like, they so are not. Like if you're (laughs) sitting on the subway and like can feel everybody's everything. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) But I've honed it. I've honed it together. But to say that from a very young age, um, I had intuitive abilities. I had empathic abilities. I was very connected with nature but had no idea what to do with it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I was raised Roman, Roman Catholic. So it was like, okay, but this is how you do spirit. But I felt more connected to spirit in nature. So I'd go out my backyard and like, just feel at peace and happy and with singing. So Mm. singing and nature were definitely my paths where life made sense. Humans, not so not much. So much. <laughs> what is this human thing out there? Like, oh my gosh. And I felt like something was wrong with me. So that started a lot of shame. There was a lot of um, 
breakdowns in my family. My dad went to jail when I was 11. My brother got into drugs. He doesn't, he's, he got into deep marijuana, like consumption, like daily, 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 but in a small town, right. I'm 38 now. Like back then it was like, drugs are bad. It was scandal, scandal, shame. Ooh, don't go play at Jenna's house. Cause you know, you know, so there's all of that kind of shame stuff. So that, I mean, how did they get here? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I Life have just no picked you up. Idea. <laughs> like, that's the honest truth. But uh, what I can say is I've had the capacity to like hear a nudge here and there, okay. when it's, but it's been really important. Like, I'm like, okay, go here, take this course. Um, don't go there. <laughs> you know, I've been oh, able to somehow tap into my intuition. Now everyone has intuition. So let's not muck around. Like anyone who's like, I don't have intuition. That just means they're in their head more than they're in their body. And they don't trust their instincts and their body and their intuition and their heart space. Everyone has intuition. It's a, it's a human sensation. It's, we all have it, but I listened to them. So I was in a car accident when I was 15 and I wasn't healing from the injuries. I had all these soft tissue injuries all over my body. Okay. And the doctors are like, Oh, you you know, that's just how it's going to be. And like, I, I was 16, like 15, 16. Like, I don't think so. And then that was your instinct again. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it seems again, my BS meter was like, I am 16. I think my body can do better. (laughs) Like, Let's, (laughs) let's do something else. Um, and that led me to my first Reiki teacher when I was 15. Mm. And so I went into my music store. I was singing at the time, like in the community, like the small town. So you're singing at churches and sure. little competitions. Yeah. But still doing it. And, um, he's like, I'm going to do uh, Reiki training. And he was training in jujitsu. So it was just a totally random. And I was like, I'm, I want to come. Can I come? That's and cool. so my mom pays for it. And, and like, to think of like how young and innocent I was, it's like, oh, he's like, it's potluck. I'm like, I don't know. What is what's pot? (laughs) I don't know when we learned this word. You're learning on all levels. This was when I learned the word potluck. I'm like, he's like, it's potluck. I'm like, "Uh, mom, what's potluck? (laughs) That just shows like how young you were. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that began, um, energy work. And then from there, um, what was it? 18. When did I learn shamanism? Then, uh, so then the whole plan was to be the next Celine Dion. Like I was, I was a singer and I'm going to be a singer and I'm actually quite a good singer, but that doesn't mean anything. The music business is an entire other thing that I later discovered, but getting to Toronto was the goal. I'm going to be in the next Celine Dion period. That's it. So I was singing and that kept me tuned in. But then by the time I went to York university, that was when I started to learn shamanism. So So I, yeah. Tell us what shamanism is just so that everybody understands. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. Well, first of all, it's hilarious how popular it is now. Oh. <laughs> like I used to just never talk about it. It's it's a really growing and popularity thing. Okay. So the actual meaning of the word is to see in the dark. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah, so it's the yeah. ability to pull from the unseen world or worlds uh, mm-hmm. to come back here. And use that insight, information, medicine, wisdom to to better um, mostly the community. So 
um, it is not an individualistic practice. It, right. You're usually in service to a community. So let's say back in the day, the, the shaman and a tribe of people could feel, oh, he, here's where we're going to set up our camp okay. because they could feel it was more safe. Here's where the hunters need to go okay. and we'll be fed. So very pragmatic uses. Yes. In our society now, it's like, we, I have the house, I have the car, I have the things, and some mm. people don't. Different, different problems for different people. Yeah. But for most people, they need to retune back into, this is kind of where our whole conversation is going and where my career has led me is like tuning yes. back to your nature, tuning Happy. back to parts of ourselves that societally weren't taught. So nothing's wrong with this. We just weren't taught how to connect. How to make that connection. Okay. Exactly. And then to Perfect. build the society on that, like our society is built on, you know, consumerism and this and that. There's a lot of agendas leading yeah. in a lot of directions. And my hypothesis is if all of us could feel that thing that when I was born, I already had it, it didn't quite go away. Mm-hmm. And if everybody could feel that, how different would that go? Like the world how, would be right. Because yeah. It inherently in that feeling, you don't step on someone else's face to get a promotion or to yeah. like, make a billion dollars. Yeah. We, we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, like, I don't care about the human conditions. I mean, that could be anything, but anyway, yeah. there's just, it's just like, it's not our nature. Right. It's not our nature. Anyway, I digress. So a shaman. So like the other thing is you're not supposed to call yourself a shaman. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we're in a world where I have to make a website and just like do it. So yeah. like the real medicine men, the like Carol shamans up in the mountains in the Andes and in the jungle, like they're just medicine men. Like they're just the revered, they're respected. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, I call myself a shaman because I'm pulling from all of these medicine traditions, again, from most continents. Mm-hmm. I've pulled from a lot of different things my own authentic like ancestor like like dream state when i'm out in nature my ability to connect and journey and stuff like that so it's like in my lineage somewhere um so pulled from all of those places and the whole aspect of it is to to gather the information to make everything better to bring wisdom and information into the world so that you can live a much better life and when we talked about transforming possibility into reality it's like that's what a shaman can do. So I use the term, but how, how I help people is by guiding them to their own capacity, guiding them to their own resources versus I'm your, I'm not your Oracle. Right. I will help guide you back to your capacity yeah. to feel and hear your own wisdom. Because when everybody does that, it will literally change the world. It almost in my mind sounds like you're not going to give us a map of here's where you go, but you, you teach people how to read their own map. Yeah. Almost. And how I'll to give navigate you the flashlight there. and yeah. hiking boots and be like watching yeah. the rock, you know, like. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go. yeah. Yeah. So there are yeah. recipe like things. We're okay. not, we're not as sophisticated as we think. And yet we're like crazy, mm-hmm. amazing, sophisticated creatures. Right. Yes. And yes. Like, we are, but at the same time, there are simple things that work okay. and don't work. Okay. And most people are hilarious and cute and they just like keep doing the things that don't work. <laughs> 
and you know, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. so that puts like the, the self help industry in the billion dollar realm. I, I really don't want to propagate that. Like, I don't want to have people not know their own answers. Right. You know, whereas there yeah. is a whole industry that wants it's you built to build on guessing. that now, but that's like commercial commercialism coming into that space now. Yeah. They're commoditizing, you know, wellness oh, and that sort of thing. Such yeah. a huge industry now. I mean, I'm like pulling out my hair all the time when I hear some of the things when people come and they find me and people typically find me when they've tried some other things and like nothing's quite worked. And then someone gives them my name. Right. And then they're like a little suspicious because then types <laughs> of things they're like, I don't know, <laughs> but I trust you. Yeah. And off we go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, so, um, with shamanism combined with spiritual psychotherapy. So I was trained as a psychotherapist. Okay. They work really well together. So uh, you can't just go into the spirit world and then come back and, and have everything you need. You really need to understand how to be a human, right? how to feel feelings, how to have relationships, how to hold boundaries, how to know when someone's crossing a boundary, how to know when you have a, um, you know, like making concessions and making compromises. It's like, when are you over-compromising? Right. Like all of this human, yeah. human garbledy gook. Yes. That gets people yeah. so messed up. Yeah. 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 So the, so the psychotherapy allowed me to learn to be a human, which as I said, from a beginning, I was like, I don't know what is going on with you people, but <laughs> I don't want any. <laughs> I'm good over here. Thank you very much. Hang out with some animals because they get it. They really do. They really do. They I do. I, I hear you with nature and, and animals. Like it's just so calming to be around them. And you know why though? Because it reminds you who you are. Huh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, for me, the most calming thing is I walk down to the water and I can just sit and watch. Doesn't have to be big waves, little waves, just that rhythm of the water. I'm good. I can yeah. calm myself down from anything at that point. Yeah. That would be how, how I see that when people are walking in nature, they're re-reminded of their own nature and then they mm -hmm. come into a, a level of entrainment yeah. with, with their homeostasis of, of like that. And then they go back in the world and think that's normal. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't go back into the normal. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think COVID, you know, we're doing this podcast during COVID times, um, mm -hmm. which aren't going anywhere fast. So <laughs> <laughs> there's sadly yeah yeah it's, it's interesting because you know people are really thrust into way more silence than before uh unless they're like home with a bunch of kids there's a bunch of that happening this is the opposite. <laughs> and that's not true but even still though there's this element of a lot of distractions have been taken away even if more has been put on your plate than before yeah a lot of the busy distractions aren't there Mm -hmm. So people are very much thrust into who are you, how you doing, how yeah. are you feeling about life and yourself and your marriage. And the, there's a lot of people, yeah. I mean, yeah, like Tony Robbins and all these people are like totally making huge bank on this. It's like mm. make 2021 your best life ever. And, you know, there is a lot of noise, um, and they do great, great, great work. But I think it's all this COVID time is an opportunity. So in shamanism, there's no good or bad. There's just yeah. energy. Right. Um, and so they're usable energy and unusable energy, not 
you know, you don't want to just have positive vibes. It's a very polarizing thing. You're always going to be fighting. If you're like trying to be happy and you're rejecting anything that isn't happy, you're yeah. always going to be dancing between the two. Right. But if you can hold space for both experiences, you can ride the wave. Okay. Because there's always, there's always an ebb and flow in life. Yes. Always. So, yeah. so like, so yeah. So just hold the space in between mm. versus be on the roller coaster, right? Like, so there's an option. Right. Okay. So you don't have to go down like the extremes of both paths, try and balance it in the middle kind of. Yeah. Okay. And again, but no one's been taught this, right? So no. there's, yeah. Yeah. But there is this place called your center. And yeah. when, it, when my shaman mentor was talking to me about it, he's like, uh, oh yeah, there's this place called your center and you're going to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Like all the noise is gone. You just know. I'm like, that's ideal. Sold. <laughs> Where do I go to get that? Exactly. And it took, yeah. me, it took me so long because I, you know, we're so mind dominant. Like that's what I yeah. call it. Mind dominant. Yeah. Like everything's mm-hmm. thinking, analyzing, cognitive functioning. And we have no idea who we are if we're not that. Right. Yes. But, what you are trained and taught since you were, you know, yeah. a baby. You're, you're told who you are. Exactly. In a certain way. And then you think you discover yourself when you're a teenager. You don't. (laughs) Some version Uh, of discovery. (laughs) It's a constant journey of discovery, I think, to figure out who you actually are. Absolutely. And there's nothing saying there's like, uh, like once you get to the top of the mountain, that's it. Like the whole point is to experience and to fine tune and to, okay, well now what? And Mm -hmm. everything in nature is always expanding and growing. Yeah, or, yeah. or decaying and dying everything in the universe like energy is always expanding and growing constant changing yeah yeah so people that are like once i get this then i will feel happy right. then i yeah. will feel fulfilled they're very dissatisfied when they get to the age like 40 50 and they're just like where's my happy where's right. my fulfillment now i'm tired <laughs> and my back hurts <laughs> and i'm taking care of my, my aging parents and i'm taking care of my kids that aren't that are still home because of covid so by the time people realize like actually it doesn't work that way we don't have this linear if you do this you get this so you're doing a job if you do this you know kind of get the promotion okay now you get the money so in some places that works in life not so much yeah yeah and that that high of you know I guess success, however you define it, whether it's a promotion, whether it's something else, it wears off after a while. It totally wears off. Something else after that. And you're constantly looking for this next thing, next thing. And there's a hunger that just can't be satisfied. It can. Mm. (laughs) It can be satisfied, but yeah. yeah, If you're in that headspace all the time of more and more and more, I want, I want, if I get this, then I'll get that logic. That's what's going to happen is you end up in this kind of Absolutely. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I uh, came to mind, like sometimes I just get these insights. I'm like, okay, when you've done all the doing, it's time for being. Um, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Done all the doing, it's time for being. Worth repeating. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> what you, you've tried it all. Yeah. And now once you add being, and now we can talk about what that means. Mm-hmm. Once you add this element of being that intangible stuff, the energy stuff, the embodiment stuff, the heart centered stuff, mm. um, it amplifies your doing. Okay. 
that's what not, not a lot of people understand. I mean, I work with the intersection of woo-woo people and high-performance leaders, entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like interested in woo-woo to the degree that it will give them a result. So they're still like stuck in a bit of a loop. They're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this because you said it will get me this. <laughs> I'm like, like X plus Y equals. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, whatever floats your boat. I'll just work with your own mindset right now. Yeah. But what yeah. happens is by using their mindset with them for them, I mean, why not? They are so diligent and they do the practices and then they suddenly start to shift mm. into a state of being. Okay. Because I'm sneaky like that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm like, just do this. Or I'll, I'll give people like, I have some exercises and your listeners can go to the links to these exercises. I'm not, Perfect. you know, holding them in a safe somewhere and only special people can have them that pay me $10,000. Um, <laughs> no, everyone can do this, but they do these exercises regularly and then they, they build that vibrational muscle, so to speak. I call them resources. So you're resourcing. Okay. Okay. Re-dash sourcing. Oh, re, okay. You're re-sourcing. Got yeah. it. So what, what's an example of an exercise or does yeah. it require a bit of time or? No, like okay. we can do it right now. And then the, okay. the degree to which you and the listeners get results will vary. Of course. And then again, with repetition, you grow it just like push-ups, just like running, like any, any, I oh my God, God, push-ups, okay. <laughs> no one can see her face except me, but it said everything. It was like push-ups. It was like, my, my trainer's listening. He'd be like, listen. <laughs> listen to the, well, I was a personal trainer. I was the personal trainer in there for seven <laughs> years. I forgot about that. When I when, couldn't be Celine Dion, got, went into the fitness industry. That's the end of that story. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're going to try an exercise. We're going to do an exercise. Yeah. By push-ups. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So what we're going to do first is get into our body. Okay. Okay. And so when people say grounding and stuff like that, embodiment, still a lot of people, it's like they scan their body with their head. Mm. So it's like your skin, like instead of feeling and embodying and experiencing your body in the moment, okay. a lot of people scan it with their mind. So they're not truly feeling it. So I just want to say that. thinking about Exactly. Okay. So we start with thought, we start with intention, but then we experience okay. and feel sensation. Okay. That's the key. Okay. Also curiosity. So mm -hmm. I currently have no idea how my feet feel unless I go down with my awareness and feel them. Okay. So a lot of people, when they're mind dominant, so I'm just kind of, I'm priming this because I know all of the things that people do <laughs> that keep them from succeeding in this exercise. Okay. <laughs> Perfect setup. Got it. <laughs> so, um, but to feel your feet in real time without your, like, so your mind will come up real fast and it'll be like, oh, my feet are fine. Like, mm. it, like so if it's that fast, you haven't yeah. checked it out. Okay. You know, it's like an yeah, Autobot, yeah. you know, it's like, like my mind went to, I'm just thinking about my feet. Exactly. Like, oh, she said feet. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to do well and I'm going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get an A in this. <laughs> yeah. So, so if we just feel her, let's use our feet for an example. Cause okay. everyone has feet. Most of them have feet. 
who yep, don't see people have hands. hands. Yep. Um, if I go down and I'm feeling my feet right now, I have to shift gears, right? I, I'm not as though now I'm back present with you, but now I go yep. back into my feet and now in my feet. And even doing that brings me into my body. So now I'm kind of taking the time to go down, feel them. And they're a bit cold, but actually they're not cold. My calf is cold. So I can hmm. feel the distinguishing of temperature between areas. Okay. Yeah. Um, as will other people. Like if they're like, oh, my feet are cold. I'm like, oh, are both of them cold? Or is the bottom cold? Is the top cold? Mm. Um, if you wiggle your toes slightly and then stop, what does that feel like? Mm. So a little, you, I feel like, so you said you mentioned cold and then I was like, oh, my feet are cold. And then I think I thought about it. I'm like, oh, the arches aren't cold. My toes are a little cold. And then you, it starts to break it down. And then I feel like a little, it's almost like a tingly feeling, like an energy in there somehow. Or, yes. Okay. So you are sensing your body. Okay. And yeah. so, yes, you won. Good. Gold stars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, in Eckhart Tolle's A New Awakening, I was just reading, starting to read that. And at one point he says, just to, you know, stop and think and try to feel your hands. And it was a similar kind of thing where I was like, oh, there is a tingling in there. And like, it does take a minute or two though. Like it takes a little while before you actually start to feel what's going on. And that can change with time. Right. Oh, okay. And so you can start to get in there like a muscle, right? So practice. once you start doing a push-up, I, as a personal right. trainer, I have seen the sloppiest, worst push-ups known <laughs> to man as all trainers have. And it's yeah. just, again, us cute little humans trying to do something we see. Yeah. Like, we're doing it all sorts of wrong because we weren't taught. <laughs> How to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then once and it's taught, true, when you make a little tweak here and there, even if I think about like a yoga class, I yes. mean, really miss yoga classes with instructors because I remember uh, they would just come and put like a finger on you or just tweak the tiniest thing and you're like oh my god my entire body just changed you're like yeah there it is yeah. and then our, yeah. our body naturally wants to avoid pain yeah so instead of yeah. getting the most out of the pose there, it's now like okay now do the pose you're like oh I can feel yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> it's easier the other way can yeah. I go yeah. but then you're not growing so yeah. that's an example of a body sensation like body sensing okay so I all of my clients were working on body sensing mm-hmm. all the time they don't like it like to them they're just doing it because they're invested in their end result they're like okay I'm sold that I will feel peaceful. I will not have ups and downs of anxiety and depression or whatever their end goal is, or I'm going to know my purpose and Mm. go straight for it. Like whatever their end, that's what gets them to do the annoying things, right? Like it's like, you don't do push-ups unless there's an actual goal. Yeah. Yeah. So these are sort of the brushing the teeth world of exercises. Like, it's just like, do it because it's good. (laughs) Um, the second one is heart space. So the quickest version is to place your hand on your heart space. Okay. So that's right on your sternum and sort of just intuitively, like all kids know how to do this. Like if you see in kindergarten class and they're like, you know, like it's like right here. Okay. So, um, for anybody listening, it's the, it's the space. If you're a woman, usually between your breasts and between your chest, if you're a guy, you know, um, and your hand kind of sits there, like it likes to be there. 
once you figure it out, like if once you stop trying to do it right and like your shoulders tight and, you know, people take a while to find it. But if you watch kids do it or place their hand on their heart, they do it so naturally. They know exactly where it is. So we know. Are you, are you thinking of something? No, I was like, it's just funny that kids, like when they haven't been taught and trained, like in society and all of these things, they just instinctually know what to do. That's sort of. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about when I they're still in their body, so they're like heart space. Yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, they're like, oh my heart, I got it right yeah, here. Yeah, I got, I'm right here. <laughs> so yeah. like, I feel it, and I still feel it. So <laughs> and a lot of people are like, is it on the right or is it on the left? Left side. Oh right, the anatomical <laughs> heart. It's yeah. like you no, know, the actual. Yeah. That's actually a really great point. I remember saying at a talk, I was like, sometimes your heart shuts down. And I meant your heart space. And this was in the beginning of my career when I was speaking. And this woman was like, like your heart will just stop. Like she was so freaked out. I was like, no, 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 no. Sorry. My bad. As the teacher, no, there's a space that's your heart space. It's an energetic space. So there's your pumping heart that's possible to your energetic heart space. (laughs) That's important to know is that the, the physical body heart is in proximity of your heart space. Heart space. Okay. Yes. And I'm just adding words because I have to in order to teach people to stuff. To describe right? it. Yeah. It's an experience. It's an experience yeah. and it's actually the space between polarities. You know, I said like happy, sad. Yeah. Your heart space is true peace. It's true contentment because it, it isn't reliant on a polarity. Okay. Okay. It takes, yeah, it's a, it's like a unfolding of information, but then again, when you said, sign me up for that or whatever, I said that mm-hmm. when you know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, when like, or the, and then there doesn't need to be noise. Like, should I do this today? That should I leave it this time? Or like, like right. all of that, like computing that yeah. we do can be minimized mm. by probably 90%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I have a very clear mind Hmm. now. I did I before? No. Okay. The heart space is also where, so our body digests emotions, not our head. Mm. It'll come in physical signs. Digests. Yeah. So the physical sensations are key. So when someone feels like they can't breathe because they're having a, a large emotion, yeah. They need to keep breathing with it and not try to distract or do something and push it down because now mm. it's just stuck. It just manifests itself in your body. Yeah, it's just stuck. Mm. So now it's you don't have access to fresh energy. It's okay. taking up space. Yeah. Yeah. It's not wrong or bad. It just hasn't been digested yet. Right. So the heart space and the body are that's why I call it resourcing. They're resources we haven't been taught. And then we're freaked out that we're overwhelmed because mm. we're only running off of 25% of our capacity. If okay. We, right. Okay. If we think your body is a resource, your heart is a resource and spirit consciousness energy is yeah. a resource. And then the mind is a resource. Yeah. But it isn't who we are. So the heart space thing, once you place your hand on there, right. All you do is feel the space under your hand. Okay. Just like we did with feet. Feel the space under your hand, not the space between your hand and your chest skin, but the space between your chest and your 
back. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Again, I've taught this <sighs> so long. I'm like, no, not like this. But that yeah. actual space between the front of the chest and the back shoulder blades, that's your heart space. It's a 360 emanating, radiating experience. Starts to feel bigger, like starts to feel like expansive somehow. I know. Cool. That is cool. I know. Okay. Oh my God, what's going on in there? (laughs) You are. (laughs) I guess so. Like, hello me. (laughs) Yeah, but that's your heart space. And so a lot of time when I work with clients that are in chronic overwhelm, which is, I don't know, 99% 99% of humanity right now. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just ask them to expand their energy to the size of the room. And just that, that, that's like a release valve on a pressure cooker. They're like, Oh, I have space. Like I have space. That's I think really important to kind of dive into a little bit because during the pandemic, like I know for myself and for a lot of people, you're on zoom and video all day long. It just feels like you're bombarded, bombarded, bombarded. Your emails are going, all this th- things are happening. People have kids in the back. How do you, how do you do, like, how do you do that? Expand that energy to make it feel like you have all of that space. Cause that, that can feel quite crushing. It does. Yeah. <clears throat> how do you do that? Well, this is where like a plus B equals what? No, <laughs> well, this is where imagination equals Okay. An experience. So okay. yeah, we don't put enough stock and imagination and actually it's like beat out of us. Right. Like yeah. don't, don't have your head in the clouds. Um, that's mm. a fantasy, you know, just like do the work and then you'll get the thing. But if you can add imagination to the thing, hmm. then what, you know, so yeah. imagination, the capacity to um, bring an image into an experience without it actually happening. Yeah. That is something worth practicing. Interesting. Okay. And I so th- if you were to imagine with curiosity, what would it feel like to expand to the size of the room? Huh. Do you notice anything? Yeah. It just, it, when you said with curiosity, I think that's also missing when we, when we become adults, like we almost lose that curiosity of, and something like that, you know, I'm just imagining, okay, like literally what would happen if I inflated to, and I would never have thought about it that way before. Like it it seems ridiculous, but if you told a child, imagine yourself expanding to the size of the room, they'll be like, okay. Yeah. I'm a balloon. Here I go. <laughs> well, and here's what's really funny. I've always had, I don't know, whatever from a young age, as I said, I've always been able to access energy, the world of energy. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that energy is real, mm. but not to everybody else. Not to everyone. So yeah. When yeah. I say this exercise, it's so funny. My one client was like a flesh colored balloon, the size of the room. And I thought that was so hilarious like <laughs> but yeah. she had to puff her physical body to the size of the room and I'm I was like oh okay interesting way <laughs> of bringing yourself to the size of the room. The size and of the room of course though right if we're so like I am my body if yeah. I say expand yourself to the size of the room a lot I have to say your energy I don't know it's just there's no wrong way to do it the idea is that 
you're working with your imagination muscles, which mm-hmm. are an access point to possibility. So when Cindy says the word possibility and bring that into your reality, imagination is the road. Yeah. Otherwise it's just what has been. Yeah. What you've been taught, what you've been taught is true as opposed to imagining something else and then actually getting, because even if you think about the physical body, like a bone at a microscopic level, there's a tremendous amount of space in there. It's yes. There's so much, there's that physical it's, it's hard, but it's not when you get down like deep enough, it's all space. It is all so much energy going on in there. I know Um, it's way too far for so many people to go. So I'm like, I I keep it at feel your feet and feel your heart. (laughs) But you're right. Like it's we're 0.13 zeros. Yeah. One, three, one, three. I might have this wrong. So someone email in and then I'll get it. But to the point is of (laughs) matter, of actual matter, the rest is energy. Yeah. The rest, the rest is um, potential possibility, mm. right? Like it's, yeah. it hasn't locked into form yet. Yeah. So what's cool about that? And, and so what brought me, so back to my story, because this is relevant. So when I, um, when I realized the music business is hard <laughs> and that the company will own you and you'll make yeah. two cents an album, I was like, wait, that's not a good deal. I don't want to do that. I went into the fitness industry, which was amazing because it taught me how to sell packages. It taught me how to run a company within a company. Um, It taught me how to bring somebody from point A to point B. It also taught me I had this like kind of intangible, ineffable ability to literally transform people's lives just by hanging out with me. Mm, Like the results people got were exponential they weren't just fitness based like so yes. there's something else happening and that led me to study psychotherapy then psychotherapy I was still wanting because it's healing the past and healing dynamics and there is some element of future and possibility but not a lot okay I was like okay but how do I get to the life I want to live like I was still kind of struggling I was struggling with money I didn't know okay I like Reiki I like singing I like this I'm a personal trainer like I just felt like just all over the place. Um, the world of coaching hadn't emerged yet. This was 2010. Okay. Like if I said, I'm a coach, people are like, Oh, like volleyball. Like they <laughs> no sense of it as a career whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after I'd moved into my mom's at a room closet, like room, cause it was the only room with a door. Like there was another bigger room. And I was like, I need a door. Yeah. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> up. yeah. I need a door, but it was like, almost like a monastery. Like I had a bed, I had a chair. That was it. Like, it was just this, like, this is all I need right now. Cause I just gotta like do stuff. Fair. Yeah. Then I met my ontological, which I will explain coach trainer. <laughs> randomly. As I mentioned, all of the teachers come to me. I wasn't seeking how to be an ontological coach. I wasn't seeking how to be a shaman. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> even in my purview to have that thought. I was just like, okay. So my music agent at the time, I tried singing again. Um, It's like, you should really talk to this guy from California. And this was when Skype was also new. So I'm all nervous getting on Skype and I don't know. And then my computer 
starts playing a CD and it sounded like a chainsaw to everyone else on the call. Oh no. Big mess. I think everyone can understand with the whole digital world right now, but it was all brand new. So I get on this call with a guy from California and he has this coach training and he's three months in already. He bites me in that night. He says, I'm I'm training coaches. I think you're a shoe in like you have the psychotherapy, you have this, you have that, like you just like need something to put it all together, which it did. Okay. So I took a leap of faith and I got on this call at seven with a whole group of 13 people, three months into a program that's already begun and started. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that was um, my coach training and that was a year long okay. plus another year of working with him. <clears throat> and, okay. you know, people have varying degrees of training in the coaching world, but this was intense. This was like 10 to 15 hours a week, two whole long weekends. And then I worked with him for another year after that to like keep things going. Okay. Um, so ontological coaching is, is creating from, from nothing, creating from creation versus creating from reaction. Okay. And what that means is most people create from reaction. So um, it's hard to find a boyfriend. It's hard to, uh, like, there's some context. There's some some container we put reality in. Like, I have to do this in order to get this. I, Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm kind of saying? Like, we have constructs (laughs) of reality and that's a reactive way of creating. So if it's like, most people do that. They just are going to drag their past into their future because they don't know any differently. Right. And then they wonder how to change it. But like, again, we weren't taught how to do it differently. It's so frustrating. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. learn how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so ontological coaching, like that wouldn't be, if you look it up in the internet, it's, it's like not helpful. Like I've tried to look it up in the internet and like, none of this makes any sense. But what it means to me is to get at that root, root cause. Okay. How you're relating to reality, how you're relating to yourself creates your reality right and so to change the symptomatic experiences of what you call your life like kind of like a hologram um you start changing you Mm. but not just like self-care and stuff like it's like it's like it's hard to explain but that's why people hire me (laughs) when it's like if someone shows up to a session it's what shows up in that session that we work on because i need the infinite reality of everything and their intelligent self all, all convene in that moment, everything we need to help them become more them is all there. Got it. And then I pull from there, the actions to take, or there are some things to notice and minimize. And then we start kind of sculpting from that person's true nature, from who they really are. So that more of who they are show up and the other stuff falls away. So I think a lot of people struggle with like who I'm supposed to really be or, you know, you always hear, follow your passion and go live your life purpose. And they're like, well, what is it? How do I get that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Most people would have no idea. And then that gets frustrating. And then you just drop it and you're like, you know what? My life is taking Let's me do down this path and I'm going. And that's, yeah. that's creating from reaction. Got it. Okay. I know. When I was to kind of trying to dive deeper inside to figure out what that harder to find. It's actually not hard to find. Most people do know who they are. Okay. If you look at what you used to spend hours doing, if you look at what you gravitate towards, if you look at, there are clues everywhere 
to what Mm. makes somebody, somebody. Okay. Like their value systems. Like I don't like, I'm a career driven kind of person. Like I parent adults basically. (laughs) So I've never had the draw to have a family. Right. But other people, their whole life is family. So their highest value is going to be all streaming through that lens. So if they go to the mall, it's family, family, family. If they read, Mm. they listen to a podcast, it's family. Like family is their high value. Right. 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 So success is when you align your life and your values. Like when you actually pull those values back in, like if like a lot of people drop them, they're like, Mm. I've had clients love uh, flower arranging. Mm. I, I would, I, I mean, cool. I might do it with a glass of wine <laughs> on a Friday with my friends at a like it's something pretty and yeah. <laughs> and then I do it. But would I like buy flowers and sit at home and do that? <clears throat> no, no. My other friend loves ginormous, colorful puzzles, like mm. thousand pieces. Mm-mm. Couldn't pay me. Not me, but my mom loves those, but yeah. But isn't that cool? Like we have so much diversity in our value systems. So people get too heady when they try to construct it down to a life purpose. Right. So if we look at that as an essence quality, it could be creativity. I mean, I work with a lot of creatives naturally because I'm a creative and that's just kind of how it goes. So I'm going to, so those people, and then there's people like sports, like, mm-hmm. do they love the team element of it? Do they like the sense of belonging or do they like the competition? Like, and yeah. so your purpose has clues everywhere. If you look at your dominant value systems and mm-hmm. then kind of strategically bring back the things that you've maybe not prioritized. Cause you're like, why? <laughs> because you love it. does it feed your soul and make you feel alive yes or no that is your why like it's hilarious to me I have to like like it's like pulling teeth for people I'm like just go do the thing you love to do this week and they don't and they don't and they don't and they don't like week five they try it and it's awkward and they feel weird and their brain says things and they and then they're like Mm. so that you won't like it at first but once you really start to do it because you've learned to protect yourself from feeling enthusiasm. And I think it's a scary place to be to let go of everything you you thought you were supposed to do and supposed to be and like to let go of everything you've been taught. Not that you have to let it all go, but if you- No, I was like, don't do that. It could be scary, right? To like yeah. go into this unknown space uh, as well, right? That's why people don't do it. I am not for everybody. Like I have had people yeah. straight up they're like, nope. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, I'm not I'm going down that path. <laughs> again. I'm just going to take this course about, I don't know, this five minute meditation thing or just something that's like, yeah, it's like within their realm of like yeah. understanding. And that's cool that like, if you want to actually, um, if you're drawn to this, like you shouldn't, the other thing is you shouldn't feel like you should do this or like, maybe if I do this, it's the thing. It should feel yeah. like, Ooh, yeah. Should, you know, it should feel like, hmm, like the curiosity. Feel. Yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. every, the, you know, all of those kind of energetic breadcrumbs in my life where I said yes to them. And then they directed me to having a six figure business, working with people I love working with and mm-hmm. not really marketing. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like there's pretty yeah. good evidence that it worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's my reality. Yeah. That's the reality I constructed. But if someone is, it, like, but everything had that, ooh, hmm. mm. I'm so, kind of scared of the unknown. Yeah. But I'm still I'm like, and I see what this is about. I want to lean into it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're explaining everything. That's reaction. So it's going, mm. this is what a breakup is. Yeah. So yeah. then your fear was ingrained in your cells, ingrained in your brain. Right. That that's what breakup means. That's what a breakup means. Right. Right. So then life worked with you for you to show you or. <laughs> yeah. Or it just go a little bit. Or it could go, let's say again, the word breakup or the word divorce or the word Mm. career or the word motherhood. Like these words have all this loaded stuff. Yeah. And so to to explain ontology, it's the ability to like blow it all up and go, okay, well, what is motherhood? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do I want to create it? How do I want to create it as? Yeah. You know, so it allows you to be a creator Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it allows you to, to create your own, your own life and your own story and, and go. Yeah. You. yeah. In a participatory way. Cause there's <clears throat> the world and other people. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, don't, I had to don't just go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people do. They're like spirit told me. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. Didn't that it? is you being delusional. <laughs> You do have to interact with the rest of the world and society, you know, <laughs> but and again, to nature and animals and all the things, but spirit yes. and being yourself will inherently add to all of that. So, um, you know, sometimes my clients have a really hard time setting boundaries. Like yeah. I had one person who is, somebody told her to go on Facebook and do this marketing for two hours a day. So she spent two hours a day, sometimes three or four. Hmm. and because someone told her to and then we started working together and we did it like a an audit of her time because I was like why are you so tired like doesn't make sense and then she told me her time and the amount of time she was spending because someone else told her to do something because she should or an obligation it was Hmm. like 80 percent of her day and they weren't necessary they weren't like drive your kids go feed them like drains her it yeah and that's actually her that was her body's attempt to say excuse me and please please stop. excuse me <laughs> no yeah, yeah. <laughs> people just learn to tolerate so much crap that we started yeah. to take those things away yeah and it was really awkward in the beginning it's like oh people be mad at me Ooh, blah, blah, blah. my point is when you really tune into your nature it is in harmony with everything else mm. So your perception, your limited perception might perceive that I don't want to put them out and I don't want to make them happy. And all of this noise in your head that isn't even proven reality. You haven't even talked to the person yet. Right. Like your breakup. Right. And then you finally have the talk and it, and then it's fine. Yeah. And you're like, I just spent two weeks freaking out to a potential possible reality that never even happened. Yeah. Just exhausting on your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely. So and I and I yeah. thought you know something was wrong with me. I was like, oh, stop! Like, just stop. It's everything's gonna be fine. You guys, you're fine. Like, just keep going. And then, yeah. 
but that's your body talking to you. Like this, the point is everything I teach isn't, isn't like, Oh, I pulled this from the gods and I have special powers and special information. Like it's everywhere. Like once I teach this stuff to people, they're like, Oh my God, I always knew this. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can do this. You're like, that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we don't trust ourselves and all of this yeah. kind of stuff. And it is hard in the beginning, as I said, like to, to listen to your truth and to start to act on it. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to do on your own, but it's totally possible to do on your own. But I think where my clients find me or where groups or when I do speeches and stuff like that, it's like, you can, like, it's literally coaching, right? It's literally like, you know, okay, guiding and coaching and advising and going, just try this or just try that. Yeah. Um, Because we're not meant to do it all alone. No. Like that's that's hard and not natural. And we are social beings, whether Mm -hmm. physical or spiritual, we are very social beings and family is important. Connection is important, which has been another challenging thing, I think, during uh, COVID. So um yeah I don't think we can deny that part no champion and you know conquer the world on your own you'll never be able to do that and it sucks like even if you Mm. can because I tried like in my (laughs) twenties, I was formidable I did all the doing (laughs) and then it was time for being for sure yeah Yeah. but once I was able to like let my armor melt and Mm. take off that identity and receive more yeah so much better (laughs) so much better it's just so much better like even if I could be really formidable and do a lot of things on my own and and be really impressive to other people I was exhausted for sure so you know we need and you know if people listening are like oh how can I get started well there's there's those two exercises and then I'm going to give you the link Mm -hmm. um but equally it's like just take some time and notice more just notice more what's working Mm. What's don't overanalyze. Don't think like a crazy ping pong match. Like just noticing with curiosity is very different. So almost taking a step back. Just that, you know, people call the witness. It's like, just notice your life more and take a moment. It's like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, and then some people just start to come up with their own answers. They're like, Mm. I don't even want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you, that's you talking to you. Yeah. That's your own intelligence. Yeah. But you're giving it some space. So taking that moment allows it space to come through and then you can hear it and you can choose to act. And then you can choose. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you clean off the receivers, right? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Simple things that we can do. And we'll definitely put the link um, in the podcast uh, description so our listeners can, can use it. Yeah. um, And if they're listening and they don't see the link, it's jennasmithcoaching.com. Perfect. So if you go to my website, there will be a link to the resources. Okay. So, but I'll give you a direct link. Perfect. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was, I think I learned a tremendous amount. I'm sure our (laughs) listeners did as well. Um, Are there any sort of closing words, words of wisdom you'd like to share before we uh, wrap it up for today? Hmm. 
I feel like what I just did right then, by the way, is I tuned in to my heart versus love thinking. It. Love it. Yeah. And my thank you for the validation. Oh my God, I love that. I do. You're pre- no, like a lot of people are like, oh, practice what you preach, but you truly like you've been living it with me throughout this whole conversation. So yes. it just brings a level of authenticity and and it's very genuine. So that's why I said I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the message I feel for just everybody right now is to trust yourself more. Mm. And slow down. Perfect. So yeah. I don't even know what that means. I'm just going to yeah. say trust yourself more and slow down. And slow down doesn't mean slow motion. <laughs> 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 it's just kind of like, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trust yourself. I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to check out your website and I hope a lot of people start to do those exercises because I only did them for a few seconds and I, and that was genuine reactions. Um, oh, I know. Really. I could, I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what people thank are thinking. <laughs> like, oh, sure. But no, that was, that was really great. And I really appreciate you coming on and being so honest and open about everything. Thank, thank you. you. My pleasure. Thank you.